Um, like Jim said, we're continuing on hospitality this week. So this is sort of part two of a sort of two week session um, as part of our overall series on prioritising his presence. So I'll just sort of recap quickly what we went over last week. So last week we kind of looked at that. Our hospitality is about loving one another, but it's much broader than that. It's also about welcoming in strangers and extending the gospel. And um, I was thinking, in fact, on this, that we've heard already in this series at the very beginning when James was preaching about actually the loneliness and isolation and some of the mental health challenges in our society. And hospitality is part of God's plan to counter this. Our role in hospitality is part of the gospel. And we looked last week to actually how God has extended his eternal hospitality to the lost sinners. Actually, he's welcomed us into his family into his kingdom he's preparing a feast for us and he welcomes us to his table and he says come home to us and then we finish with a quote from john piper which said therefore when we practice hospitality here's what happens we experience the refreshing joy of becoming conduits of god's hospitality rather than being self-decaying cul-de-sacs the joy of receiving god's hospitality decays and dies if it doesn't flourish in our own hospitality to others so this week we're just going to think about well actually how do we practice this then what does this look like for us and then before we do i just want to say a couple of things um before we're going to hear from some other people i think first and foremost is actually hospitality is something that actually we should all practice it's part of um what jesus calls us to do it's part of living a lifestyle in obedience to what he's called us to do and it's part of his heart for people but actually like all things, some of us are more gifted and have more grace for hospitality than others. And actually how we practice it looks really different for um, different people. So actually let's not compare ourselves to one another in this. What's actually really important is this, is actually our heart attitude about being open and sort of free with what we have and actually how we treat the things we own. Are we viewing our homes as a resource for God or are we viewing them as like a castle where we can protect ourselves? And it's kind of that heart attitude. I always think when I'm thinking of hospitality of my grandma, um, who passed away a couple of years ago now, but um, she was amazing in that like, she was just full of the Holy Spirit, um, sort of just loved God and it just exuded out of every bit of her. But actually she really practiced this. You know, she lived in a little flat and um, she didn't have much money. She had all the same cutlery and stuff from when she got married. But actually her house, which is always had random people in it like she was like she lived in a little close she was like the center of the community you know even like well into her 80s she was having the youth group round from church with random neighbors and different people and there was always i always loved going there because there was always just a like nice spread of whatever she could rustle up which always seemed to be lovely despite like not having any money but actually and there's always different people coming in and out and actually she just lived that lifestyle of actually what she had was to share and that was what was important to her so i think there's lots that we can think about in this i think though we're coming down to is actually how can i draw people into god's presence how can i use my house to bless other people who might actually we know in our communities whether that's our church community or our neighborhoods or wider communities who are battling against the loneliness who could come together in our houses actually and meet some of the love of jesus in our houses you know biblical hospitality and we said this last week isn't just about having your mates over for dinner again and again actually it's about wanting to make the hospitality of god known to others and felt all over the place so actually that's from those people that are lonely in our own church right to those people suffering on the other side of the world i think we shouldn't underestimate the power of actually our own houses in terms of launching sort of missionary activity and hospitality you know actually 
as we'll hear from others through in this, actually the people you have in your homes actually will probably go off to other places and bless other people. So never sort of underestimate the power that actually simple hospitality can have. So we're going to hear from sort of three sets of people. So I'm going to start off, we're going to hear from Sam and Bryony Green. So I'm going to hand over to them. Hi Jubilee, uh, for those who don't know us, uh, I'm Bryony and this is Sam. We were part of Jubilee for about 20 years and we moved away about 18 months ago. And we do want to say, well, we're here, we love you and we miss you. We've tried to come and see you a few times, but you know what sort of year it's been and hopefully it won't be too long before we can be with you in the flesh. Yeah, Matt's asked us just to um, just to chat briefly um, to you this morning about um, about our experience of hospitality, of how we've we've done that, and um, obviously that's kind of more coming from pre-pandemic and pre-moving. Uh, we're still waiting for to kind of establish that here, but um, yeah, what we've always try tried to do really is to invite people into our lives from um, different not just the same life stage from us, but people from different life stages, people who, who aren't necessarily in the same situation to us. Um, I just um, try to kind of be inclusive in the, in the way that, we, um, that we're hospitable towards people. Um, yeah, Brandy's just going to say a bit more about practically how we've done that. Well, I guess it's changed over the years. So I do enjoy cooking and um, when we felt able to, it's been great to have people over once the kids are in bed and to go all out with all the bells and whistles. I really enjoy that. But quite honestly, that's not normally what we're capable of. That's not normally what we've got energy for. Um, so at the times we've had people over to eat tea with us with the kids. If I can't face cooking, I've just put an oven pizza on um, or just to invite people over for tea and shop bought cake, just anything really. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be a show, even though that's fun sometimes. At other times, it's just about bringing people into your lives, into your family and just doing life together. Fabulous, thank you, Sam and Bryony. I think um, a couple oh, videos gone off again. Um, I think um, a couple of take homes from this, which spoke out to me. And um, we were in Sam and Bryony's small group for a number of years, and we saw them practice this, which is why I asked them to share. You know, as like when me and Robin were first married, we used to go there before small group for sort of oven pizza and see that actually the um, the reality of life with kids, and they just included us in that, which was great. And so. Um, there's a few take-homes though. I think actually the simplicity that Sam and Brian you talk about there, um, the in inviting people into your life as well. And I think that's really important actually. It's not about trying to put on something special all the time. It's actually just including people into your lifestyle, including them in your family. So I think there's just a few take-homes that we can take from sort of Sam and Brian. We're going to hear from Rach next. Hello. So we have practiced hospitality in different ways through the years. A long time ago, we used to run Open House, which was every week after Powerhouse in our home. We ran it with our good friend Simon, and it was mainly for students, but anybody who wanted to could come along. We just wanted to provide a warm and comfortable environment for people to hang out with each other and get to know each other and chat, really. We just provided tea and toast and sometimes boiled eggs. I used to rope people in to help. Sometimes we had three people, sometimes we had 20 people in our living room. Um, but it was just wonderful and we had some really great conversations. A little while later, we um, practiced hospitality through fostering. Um, and that was also really rewarding. Um, and we'd love to do that again in the future. 
Now as a family with young children, we practice hospitality, mainly just by inviting people in for a cup of tea or a meal. Obviously this is pre-COVID and hopefully post-COVID too. We try to take a special interest in our neighbours and the people who live near to us. My dad is a really big influence on me in this regard. He's just really friendly and really proactive when it comes to taking an interest in people and welcoming them. So we try to make the first move with our neighbours and getting to know them. Um, we try to proactively welcome people when they move onto the street. And we've made some really good friends. Um, we've even managed to um, deliver pizza to some of our neighbours and eat with them via Zoom in lockdown, which we've also really enjoyed maintaining that friendship. I remember that Claire Thorne encouraged me a little while ago, I think, I can't remember what event it was at, um, but she was talking about hospitality and just how it didn't have to be fancy, you just needed to share what you had. And we've just really taken that to heart. Um, the house is often a mess and the food that we share with people is pretty much always the food that we were just going to eat that day anyway. Um, I found that makes it a whole lot more sustainable and we can have people and share food with people um, a lot more regularly than if I was trying to put on an event for them. Um, I really like it when people just get involved with our life and we love having people in our home and just yeah, getting to know people and, and sharing what we have with them. Brilliant, thanks Rachel. I think again, some really helpful stuff there and some stuff that actually we can all think about. I think um, the simplicity came through again from Rachel of inviting people into your lives. I think also what I really like about what she said is actually the different life stages, how that looks different at different times actually. Because part of how Steve and Rachel have um, practice hospitality is through fostering. And if you're interested in that, do have a chat with them. I'm sure they'd be keen, keen and happy to tell you a bit more about their story in that. Also, what they said about um, reaching out in their, to their neighbours, I think that's really important as well to think about how we build community in the places that we live and how we practice hospitality there. And I think the final thing that actually I, I found in the past really useful as well is that sort of that first example that Rachel gave about how they used to do the things like the powerhouse with Simon Halford as well. And I think actually the, the sort of the fact that you don't have to do this on your own, how actually you can do this together in teams. And actually, I think there's something really powerful also of sort of not separating things, not that, not going, well, this is time to hang out with my friends from church and this is time to practice hospitality to my community or others or whatever way you're doing that actually bring things together actually inviting people into your family isn't just inviting them into your um sort of nuclear or household or family or whatever that is it's actually inviting them into your church family as well so actually it can be much broader and you know i look back to friends especially when i was growing up people that my friends that used to come and hang out with me and my parents but often there'd be church people from church and people from school and, so, and that did really sort of speak to people over time and so I do sort of encourage you to think about that. So finally, in terms of who we're going to hear from, we're going to hear from Hugh and Sue. So we'll hand over to them. Hello. Well, just to put you in the picture, this is Sue, my wife, and I am Hugh, her husband. Right. That's logical, isn't it? Right. Well, it's certainly true that we've been befriending internationals for quite a while, many years, if not many decades. But you see, it's, it's not just a matter of us giving something to them right now. We benefit so much from our international friends, we really do. And it's good to show genuine interest. You know, if you're really interested, it makes such a lot of difference. We can learn such a lot, it's amazing, about their cultures, they're fascinating. 
And it means such a lot to our friends. You see how many international students and others can spend a year or two here in the UK without ever being invited to someone's home. You'd be surprised, it's actually quite common. They just spend all their time doing uni things. So it's quite important actually never to say, you must come round sometime and then never actually deliver on it. Well, um, it's good to let your yes be a yes and your no a no. Now, as I said, we've got quite a lot of friendships with internationals and uh, the aspect of friendship, I think, is actually far more important than whether or not these people ever become Christians. Let that sink in. The aspect of friendship is the most important thing. Yes, we do tell them about Jesus as well, and we invite them, and we have seen people becoming Christians, quite a few of them, but we don't seek to persuade them. We trust Jesus that he will create opportunities where possible. So yes, we do have a lot of friends, most of them are now back in China, and we keep in touch with them, and they know that we're Christians. But our topics of conversation vary widely. They're not all focused on Jesus at all times, but they are sometimes. Okay, you may be worried about what can you do if you have some people around. Um, lots of topics of conversation. Ask how they do things in their country. What surprised them about the UK? What they miss from home? Ask about their family or go for a walk in silence or ask them what looks different in their country play non-language board games or show them photos and look at theirs show them around your house it's really interesting for them yes we've given them guided tours of the house it, it's fascinating looking around a foreign home because that's what your home is and it's also interesting looking at your photo album if you've got one well you may be worried about the language. Well, don't, really don't worry because they're probably more nervous than you are because you're in the majority culture. And if you don't understand them, just say so gently, okay? And if the accent is a bit hard, get them to write things down, that's fine. And, now I'm not saying this as a translator, why not use Google Translate? Okay, I don't use it as a translator, but I use it as a private individual when I talk to friends. So here's a sort of hint. Uh, important, speak slowly and clearly. And really don't worry about it. Okay, food ideas, particularly if these are not Europeans, so their food is pretty different. Help yourself first so they know what to do. And if you're serving, give, give them small portions with an offer of more. And for the first time, research what sort of food they might enjoy. Ask people in church. And a note of caution, many Chinese find very sweet things totally inedible. In fact, they find sweet things just as inedible as many Brits find very spicy things inedible. Interesting, isn't it? Okay, now 
if you feel insecure about befriending internationals, you're very, very welcome to join us and to see how we actually do it. We don't have a monopoly on it. We're quite happy. We're quite open. Come along. We're very happy to welcome you as well. Even if you're not an international, we still welcome you. Okay. It's good. It's normal. It's natural. And it's good fun. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks both. I think um, there's some really helpful practical stuff in what you and Sue have said to us there, but I also found it just like the, the quote you said about actually how many people come to this country and never go in to a UK house. That really made me think, you know, ultimately like when we look back last week in Leviticus and at the very beginning, we had this um, thing about um, God saying to his people, actually about how to practice hospitality to those that were strangers in their land and so that's part of the biblical mandate of hospitality so let's remember that let's think actually the impact that that would have i think about the few times when i've been abroad and been invited into someone's home and actually you know their memories that stay with you forever and so i think that is something really powerful so finally we've got a couple of minutes left i just wanted to give sort of one story about what this has looked like for me in a different way and it's actually um, more story about what it's looked like for John Cromwell because he started this but I think it's just helpful to show how something quite simple can can sort of develop so a few years back probably about four or five years back now John Cromwell um, decided to invite a couple of people he'd met on his street plus me and Tim Coleman from church to his house to play poker and that's kind of developed over time into sort of a regular thing where sort of once a month once a month really pre-pandemic and we were playing poker together and to the extent that actually the group has formed a life of its own John moved to Paris three years ago but actually there's quite a few people from that estate where John lives me and Tim some of their friends also other people that me and Tim know have all sort of formed a group and sort of have kept those relationships done for have a whatsapp group where we're all chatting regularly and over time actually that's gone a lot deeper but that's taken like time and I, I was reflecting on this like pre-pandemic it was someone's um birthday i think someone's 40th from the group and we ended up all going to a casino for that and then like i was sitting at probably a sort of early hours of the morning chatting to someone from this group who um just about actually some of the struggles he was having in life and actually where he got um just struggling to know the purpose and stuff and they will share a little bit about what i thought and stuff and i just thought <coughs> actually that would never have happened if it hadn't been for sort of john a few years back going oh let's just invite some people that i know into my house um to play poker and i think actually god can use those simple steps that we take just to start building community showing people something of the gospel but it takes time and that's what i mean like me and tim have reflected on this a bit actually we've known these guys now for a few years it's probably only the last couple of years that actually those conversations have gone from sort of a more bantery sort of having fun conversation into actually what the reality is that the ones of us are dealing with and the different ones of us have been able to share different challenges in life over that time and talk them through so i just use that to encourage you that actually little things can slowly have impact and slowly you know you can form brilliant relationships too and i think reflecting what hugh and sue said too i'd echo that actually you learn to genuinely love people isn't like actually a, a sort of obviously yeah we want people to come to know jesus because we love them but actually we love them for who they are as well and that's massively important so in conclusion i just want to set everyone sort of a challenge that we sort of talk now for a couple of weeks about hospitality and actually the importance also that as we come out of this the restrictions and this pandemic about how we're going are we going to be people that lead in that going forward in our communities and so what i'd like to sort of encourage every household sort of listening to do is think about one thing 
that you're going to do to practice hospitality as the restrictions ease. That can be big or small, maybe it's just a, one simple thing that you can do to practice hospitality going forward. And maybe that's something you might want to chat about a bit more in your small groups this week. So thanks all. Have a good day. I'm going to hand back to Gemma to close us.